0: This is Lou Guadagnino.
1: And this is Marilyn Guadagnino.
0: Welcome to the Living Stress-Free Podcast.
1: From Rochester, New York. On the edge of America.
0: On the very edge of America.
1: <laughs> and we're about to have a very American holiday. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Which is one of your, my dear, favorite... No,
0: my, it is my favorite. It is your favorite Sorry, holiday. Sorry, I don't mean to be no, harsh. No, you're
1: right. It is. That's it's, true. I, I, I misspoke. My
0: whole life, my whole life, I have just adored
1: Thanksgiving. So what have you, what have you adored about it?
0: Well, first of all, for... My whole life, I know not not everybody, but my whole life, it's always been a four-day weekend. Mm -hmm. So you don't get a lot of those right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you know, I love food. I love to eat. I love to cook. So this is really more than any other day of the year, more than any other holiday. I think people focus on food. Um, And um, it's just wonderful. You do all this cooking. And then you have all this food for the next three days. Mm -hmm. You don't ever have to cook. So it's like four days off. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: If you're me, no shopping for gifts because Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, gifts has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas Mm -hmm. Um, or other holidays. And, um, you know, it's just great. And then there's movies. There's time to watch movies. Movies. There's Thanksgiving movies. You feel like getting your heart opened up? This is the time to do it.
1: Well and yeah and there's Christmas movies that you start watching Thanksgiving weekend
0: exactly
1: yes no, yes exactly yes. so and I yeah. love
0: gratitude I love the idea yeah. I mean there's no other holiday that's that the motivation is stated from the very beginning that this is about gratitude yes it's yes Thanksgiving yes you know and it's just wonderful and I, and it's all inclusive because. It's not a religious holiday, so...
1: Yeah, I like that. You I know, like that it's all included. Even the
0: atheists get to come to the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to definitely talk about, though, the, the Thanksgiving dinner, because it is a time that families get together, and I do know that there's some sense of dread for some people about the discussions about politics. Ah. So we thought we would definitely spend some time in this podcast with our living stress-free Lou and Mayor ideas of how to deal with when those dreaded conversations about, about about politics comes up at the holiday dinner. Yes. So. So we have four suggestions, and the first one is just don't talk about. Well,
0: you know, that sounds like a simple solution or a dumb idea, but I think it's actually a very wise idea. I mean, this is Thanksgiving. And um, I kind of think that holidays were kind of spiritual practice days. You know, you can focus on a holiday and use it to develop certain parts of yourself. You know, like, for instance, gratitude is a great thing to do. And although you don't have to go around the whole day being you know saying i'm grateful for this i'm grateful for that Um, at the same time you don't when you start arguing with people about politics and debating things like that it's to me it's uh, it's just a disturbance Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i like what you said about the spiritual practice aspect of holidays because um, for most people unless you're in retail you have at least Thanksgiving off and to devote some time to those kind of practices is a great idea.
0: Yeah, well, we're coming together as a family or we're coming together as a group of people, whatever it may be, and we're supposed to be celebrating gratitude and we're supposed to be celebrating, um, you know, what it was like for people to come to the United States for the first time and Meet the indigenous people that lived here. That's always been part of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, it really doesn't have anything to do with your personal opinions about or my personal opinions about anything. And don't get me wrong, I've been just as guilty as everybody um, saying antagonistic things. (laughs) I'm very good at that. Um, But I think the older I've gotten, the more I realize, you know, I'm sorry, but my parents, and I think you told me your parents did this, when I was really young, my parents didn't even tell each other who they voted for.
1: Oh yeah, it was the same in my family. Yeah, it was a private matter.
0: Yeah, it really was. We and were
1: taught never tell anybody who you vote for.
0: Yeah, they loosened <laughs> up later on, like mm-hmm. in the 19, six, late 60s and 70s, they were kind of like talking about their politics. But before that, my mother and father didn't even tell. And they told me that they never told anyone who they mm-hmm. voted for. And at mm-hmm. the time, I thought that was, well, what a dumb idea that is. Why don't you just tell people what you're doing? But now I'm beginning to think it's, it may have been yeah. a good idea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially over holidays like this. Right. So
1: I think they had a better time <laughs> at the dinner table. I think they probably did. Yes,
0: they probably did.
1: <laughs> so, you know, so we have control over what we bring up. So to, to definitely not bring it up is one way to go. But the second suggestion is, has to do with, well, what do you do if other people at the dinner table bring it up? You know, because we don't have control over what other people bring to the table for conversation. So, so what we suggest is to ask questions for clarification, to understand the other person, not to springboard your own agenda or opinion.
0: So, yeah, I do think that that's a very good idea. So that if, some, if somebody is saying something that really bothers you, to just really try to understand their point. Mm-hmm. from their perspective mm-hmm. and not necessarily to add yours right you know I know that sounds like what I've got to listen to the other person and <laughs> you know understand what they're saying and then not give my opinion on top of it all you know
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: but you know just have more stuffing or something <laughs> you know it's
1: Another glass of wine. Yeah, let stuff let him or yeah.
0: her go on and on, and you just you know get your cranberry sauce. But but it does. I mean, I do think it's very helpful to ask people that you have natural inclinations to feel different from, to make sure that you understand them. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I think we probably don't.
1: I think you're right, and it would be unexpected, because it would be. Because everybody's on the defensive, right? You know, so. You know, the minute you say you say something, the other person's probably thinking, mm, "Oh, they're trying to get me," to say, you know, to think a different way, like they're gonna really gonna get tense about it. When you actually, if you genuinely just want to know more about what they think without an agenda on your part, that's gonna be like right. refreshing.
0: Well, because I think what you just said is is um, you hit the nail on the head. Is that people really don't listen to each other? in order to understand each other. They yeah. listen to each other to get their own point across. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem. I think, you know, social media, obviously, is a big part. You and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. w- and we've both said this. I really think the downfall of the Internet, of journalism, of everything, was allowing all of us to give our comments under news articles. Yes. You know, when that was go- big, yes. you know, before Facebook took over the world, you know, there <laughs> there was, there was you know, every news Website you went to you can say that was a dumb idea it was
1: it, it all went downhill from there you're right it, it's
0: like asking a bunch mm-hmm. of bears at a campsite what do you guys want to eat you know <laughs> <laughs> let me open the cooler and show you what we got got some hot dogs here who wants a hot dog you know just a crazy idea once it you is. once you start it it's never it going to end it is
1: so yeah and people in general have trouble I I I think they have trouble listening, active listening, active listening, which is mindfully listening, just really listening to another person. I mean, most people, I would have to say, even outside of talking politics, just in general conversation, they're half listening, and then half of them is thinking about what response they're going to give to the person. So they're not fully listening, because they're yeah. worried about how they're what they're going to say.
0: Or they're keeping score.
1: <laughs> or they're keeping score. <laughs> right, right. So there's this art of active listening, mindful listening that's been lost. It's been lost. And I think holidays is a great time to start bringing that art back into the conversation.
0: Especially at the holidays, like you're saying. I mean, it's just really, it's just to me, it's not a time to to do that kind of stuff. There's certainly other things that people could be finding out about each other.
1: Which brings up to us to the third suggestion, which is remembering, remember, that relationships between family and friends, this is more important than getting your point across or discrediting others.
0: Or converting somebody to
1: Or converting somebody. We're talking, you know, this holiday is about gratitude. Gratitude for relationships. I mean, the original Thanksgiving was gratitude for this relationship with the indigenous people and they're helping them. You know the the people that came to the country, the new people. You know, it's about relationships completely, and so you know when the conversation gets to proving your point, making sure people hear what you have to think and say, and uh, it just people are completely disregarding the. Relationships. Well, what if, you know,
0: you know, another thing is I wonder about is like how much this has to do with manners.
1: Mm. You know mm-hmm.
0: when I, when you know when I was raised like manners were really important like for instance there were dinner table manners Mm -hmm. you didn't do certain things at the dinner table you Mm -hmm. know um, that you did other places like different sets and settings you know had different etiquette expected Mm -hmm. and I think I think that the one of the worst things that ever happened to us uh, as a culture in terms of food and eating is discussing things at the dinner table that are explosive Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i think really when people are eating um people should just suspend all that Mm -hmm. and it's it's a good practice you know right it's a really good practice it's a good practice to say i'm going to relate to other people without thinking about their political ideas their religion their whatever it may be i'm just going to sit here and talk to somebody um, about their life or my life or whatever it is and be a little bit more personal and a lot less philosophical and political
1: yeah what are the four that we were always taught to stay away from and in, in social conversations um religion politics sex and money yes the big four hot topics yeah that's
0: true my one of my favorite uncles uncle anthony always he pulled mm-hmm. me aside one time i wish i would listen to him He pulled me aside when I was about 13. I was first starting to express myself more Uh politically and stuff like that. And he pulled me aside and said, you should just keep your opinions to yourself. Mm. And he was right. Uh Uh You know, it really doesn't, you don't change other people's minds, number one. And number two, you know, I mean, if it could do some good, then yes. But a lot of times it really doesn't do any good at all. It just makes us get irritated and upset Uh with each other.
1: And I would imagine they don't teach that anymore to stay away from politics, religion, sex. I don't and money. think so. <laughs> but they sure did when we were young. But I would. So, what if somebody wonders what else to talk about? <laughs> that's
0: a good question. Because I
1: think that is a dilemma. If that's all you're used to, and social media has encouraged this to talk about those controversial topics.
0: Well, we're in America. So, number America. one, there's shopping.
1: Mm hmm. It's
0: true. <laughs> People can always talk about Where shopping. The they can are. talk about sports. They, they can talk sports. about... Movies. Movies. Music. Music. Absolutely music. Yeah,
1: anything cultural. The arts, that's yeah. always good. Um, places they want to visit. Vacations. Yes. How your vacation went. What vacation you have planned in the future. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, You could talk about something interesting you read that was just um, enriching in a book or a magazine article.
0: That would be great, actually. That doesn't happen um, enough anymore. Right. That, you know, you find out what other people are learning. Yeah. You know, that's always good because people are always learning different things than me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, people are busy learning something about lawnmowers or something I have no interest in. But at the same time, they save me a lot of time. <laughs> if I listen to them, I learn something about something I won't research, and I mm-hmm. learn a lot that way.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. We really need to have a, like a refresher on what are acceptable conversation topics. Etiquette. Yes, etiquette. Etiquette. That aren't boring. Because you don't want to bore people either. Right. You know, you know. We used to, we used to teach conversation skills at my job, and it was all about it has to be an equal balance between asking questions and giving information. And then if you find yourself that you're doing all the talking, and you, you have, and you're aware that you're doing all the talking, to remind yourself to okay, ask the other person a question and get them talking. It was all they they aren't of the balance of a conversation, mm-hmm. and um, that's very important. It's very important, whether you're with the families or whether you're at a networking, you know, event for your company, your well, business. St- stop you know. and
0: think about it. All of us have had this experience before. I know you have. You've mentioned it a few times. When you come across somebody who's really great at listening, mm-hmm. everybody notices. Mm-hmm. It's true. If you come across somebody that's really listening to you, let's say at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know it. Yes, and it catches you off guard for a moment. You're kind of surprised. This guy's actually listening, or this woman's actually listening to me. That's true. And so it has an effect, a very powerful effect, just when somebody. And you've mentioned that a couple of times about a very dear uh, old friend of mine, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and how what a great listener he was, Mm -hmm. and uh, or is. He still is, (laughs) and um, and he is. He's one of the greatest listeners in the world. you really feel that when you're with him, that he actually is listening yeah. to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. it has a real
0: wonderful, nurturing kind of quality.
1: It does. It does. Um, I, it, one one of our favorite movies for the holidays is Family Stone. And one of my favorite listeners is the father in the family. Yes, star. I love him. So I don't I, remember the actor's name. Yeah, outside. I don't. I mean, he, and he's a he's not a nobody. I mean, he's an actor that we've seen in lots of things. But if you've if if you've ever seen that movie, he the father, he really truly listens to all the and you know that's a perfect movie for family relationships and family discussions over dinner and stuff it's it's very funny but sweet and it really makes a lot of points in it but um so if you haven't seen it family stone is great if you have seen it yeah think about that father that father was a great listener
0: well you know yes he was and one of the things i loved because they had four or five children i don't remember exactly i think four children Mm -hmm. um and he listened to every child there was a scene of him listening to every single child Mm -hmm. and I always thought boy what a great dad he's like my model dad you -hmm. know I love him he's one of my favorite dads in all movies Mm -hmm. uh, because of the way he was Mm -hmm. Um, just wonderful but that brings up a very good point there's usually children in the environment and I think that's really important that children see families families should model. they should model support and comfort to each other, not right. disagreement, right? And not arguments right. and not really intense emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, I came from an Italian family. There's a lot of intense emotions, and it wasn't really always a good quality for kids at all, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly wasn't for me. So, you know, I think that's something to remember too. That when we get into these debates, whether they be about politics or religion or whatever they be about, doesn't matter what they're about, mm-hmm. that when the affect gets flowing more than the gravy, um, <laughs> you know, that the kids are picking out the drippings.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> flowing more than the gravy. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Our fourth suggestion is, is a very important one. Maybe the most important out of all four of these. We have to remember we all have the same goal. So everyone is trying to improve things, even people with differing opinions. So you meet someone who's just on the whole other side of the scale from you. But they their intention underneath it all is for things to improve.
0: Yes, I think that's true.
1: And I think we forget that because we get so heated about our opinions. Yes. And and we all, you know, it's hard to know what to do when you have the political situation and we all want our country to be better. And we all are coming from different um, aspects of how we need the country to be better. And it seems impossible to get any kind of um, commonality, but if we remember, we all have a good intention to improve things that's a that's a beginning
0: well i think that's a part of being a good citizen Mm -hmm. is that you have to give other citizens the respect and trust that they have good intentions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that you know you can actually i i say this to myself a lot you know if i really get you know that Recoil feeling you you just start recoiled yeah it's like you go inside yourself you know I don't want to hear this you know (laughs) right I try to I I really try to shake myself I try to shake myself and remind myself that this person um, there's no reason to believe that this person is not thinking and saying and doing in their lives what they think is Mm -hmm. really the best Mm -hmm. thing to do Mm -hmm. and although I just think this is you know not going to work any way shape or form this person really does believe that it's going to work and Mm -hmm. and so we have something in common ground like you're saying we both have a strong passion to see things work better
1: yes and i like how you talked about the feeling of recoiling in your body because that's something i think people forget to pay attention to besides paying attention to what you're thinking and what you're feeling with emotion It's really helpful to pay attention to the physical sensation that's happening in your body Mm -hmm. when you're in any kind of situation. When you're in a really great, amazing, happy situation, notice your physical body. How does it feel at that moment? It probably feels really vibrant and energized, but yet relaxed and comfortable. And then think about when you're in a very uncomfortable situation, your body, it does recoil is a great word. It feels like this indrawn, or your stomach might get a little tense, or Mm -hmm. your throat could close up a little, which makes it hard to eat your dinner, and all these things I think we forget to notice what's going on in our body when we're going through strong thoughts and feelings.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, and it's also very often hard to understand or see at the moment the effect that our conversation is having on entire group of people that are there Mm -hmm. and um you know you can see it i mean you and i have been through a lot of thanksgivings now at this point and some of them have been pretty wonderful incredible experiences and some of them have been you know very uh unfortunate experiences Mm -hmm. where people spent the entire time together you know basically um,
1: One-sided,
0: expressing their emotions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not really listening,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and bullying. You know, mm-hmm. bullying in conversation. You know, there's a lot of conversational uh, conversationalist bullies. You mm-hmm. know, they get in there and they you know, kind of talk louder than everybody else and pretty much say that they're. You know, they kind of laugh at almost everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever anybody else is saying that's different from them mm-hmm. and that has an effect in people and I'm, they know that
1: mm-hmm.
0: conversations boys they know that mm-hmm. they're very mm-hmm. smart <laughs> and it and and um that happens and that happens very regularly in all families all groups of situations it's not like something that just happens at a couple of high schools
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think all these suggestions, um, trying not to bring it up yourself, asking questions to clarify and understand, remembering the relationship is more important than your opinions, and remembering we all have the same goal, I think they all go under the same umbrella of agenda-free conversation. You know, don't go into Thanksgiving dinner with an agenda. Just go to enjoy the company, and it'll all be fine. I mean, sometimes people will, I've noticed this happening, that it's to try and counteract these difficult conversations they decide oh well let's all get together and talk about what we're grateful for and go around the table and everybody shares but that's a very contrived thing that's the problem right if somebody just comes right out and says it you know what i'm so i'm so damn thankful we're all together right now then that's coming from the heart (laughs) (laughs) look at these potatoes Hard is spontaneous that's real that's genuine but if you like have this activity where you're okay everybody let's talk about what we're grateful for it's gonna it's gonna drop like a lead balloon it's just not a good idea it should be free no agenda just just seeing what comes up
0: well yeah but at the same time i mean if your family can't help but argue Mm -hmm. it is better i think (laughs) To have a structured activity than it is to argue
1: that's true that's true so yeah
0: there's even exceptions to the exception
1: all right so um here's a question yes in your opinion no what? Louis guadagnino oh god during <laughs> during dinner should yes. it be silent in the background should there be music playing in the background forget should i mean what what do you think is no, conducive? I, or you know a lot of people have sports and tv going y- on in the Yeah
0: background. i okay that's this is just me right
1: right this is just you
0: okay so no judgments here but no judgments i hate television on when i mean. mm-hmm. i don't even eat at restaurants where they where they have television. Oh, out.
1: yeah, the sports bars. Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Music, yes, absolutely. I mm-hmm. think, as a matter of fact, I think it's great to have music um, once again mm-hmm. that fits the holiday. Yes. I like holiday music. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think it's a great thing to have rituals. Like people watch football, you know, every Thanksgiving they watch football. That's a ritual. That's a ritual. It is. So it's a great ritual. Um, so yeah I think there should be music that you have on I, I like music a real lot when, when I'm eating mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think it should be entertainment music yes. no, I think you yes. need to have yes. some discernment yes. and realize that there's a lot of categories of music not just popular music and that having something that's a popular song for instance may not be the best idea because you're eating a, a meal mm-hmm. and you want Music that helps people eat a meal in a nice way. I
1: agree. I agree. Well, you, you're a
0: music therapist. I, so. I
1: know. I know. So from a music therapist perspective, yeah. if you want to choose music... Wax with, profound. <laughs> <laughs> Do not choose music with words because, yeah, that just... I think it's better to have dinner music that's instrumental. However, instrumental is over many categories. Like some people like like a light jazz in the background. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Might like classical. Nothing wrong with that. As long as you know classical is very broad. I wouldn't maybe put on Tchaikovsky or Shostakovich And there's a lot of people who don't
0: like classical. something
1: that's like heavy duty intense. I mean you would have to go with something lighter like Bach or Mozart. But yeah, a lot of people don't like classical. So here's the thing. I highly recommend look into music from other countries. Yeah. There's some great, it's very true. great, and it's so easy to find. Just YouTube it. It's YouTube's, free. It's free. Just go on YouTube and do so. You know, music from, you know. Gypsy music. Gypsy. I love Gypsy music. We've been, in, we've been gypsy into music. Gypsy music lately. I love Gypsy music. Yeah,
0: it's great.
1: Um, Spanish guitar. Yes. Um, French you know, old style, like old folk French music. Well, Mediterranean admit, yeah. music
0: has all that, uh, those melodies that are mm-hmm. just really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's
1: yeah, there's lots and lots you can choose from out there. So yeah. I highly recommend you explore music from other countries because it just makes a great ambiance yeah. in the background. So, and before we close, I have to say, Alice's Restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I just had to throw (laughs) that in. That's perfect. Um, Tell everybody your favorite Thanksgiving movie that you have to watch every year, no matter what.
0: Me? You. Oh, Planes, Trains, and automobiles. Yes. yes. I've been watching it every Thanksgiving since, well, since the 1980s.
1: For our listeners, ever since I met Lou, it's been mandatory. There's nothing, yeah. like, what what we eat for the dinner, we can change up. Where we go, we can change up. Everything is flexible except for that movie.
0: It's a religious experience. He's got
1: to see that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: it's a wonderful thing. You know, you've got this great, successful guy... Steve Martin. Steve Martin. And, um, you know, he's very successful and he's he's snobby. Um, and then you've got this this other guy, John Candy. Yes. Who's like your blue-collar, you know, worker. Mm-hmm. Um, who certainly is no place near as sophisticated mm-hmm. uh, as Steve Martin. But he's lovable because he, he has good qualities. He's loyal and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful story about reaching out and and the great thing is that it's not like Steve Martin who's the successful man reaches down to John Candy you know it's not like that it's Mm -hmm. like they both learned from each other Mm -hmm. and it's just a wonderful story so every year I watch it once a year Mm -hmm. I watch it at uh, Thanksgiving Day and uh, I always remember the lessons it teaches me
1: (laughs) (laughs) wonderful so this is um, Lou and Marilyn wishing all of you a very happy, wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy the day as well as the weekend with whatever you're doing. And um, don't forget to visit us at livingstressfree.org and, um, or check out our Facebook page.
0: Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy every single moment of it.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you.